Hello, everybody. Welcome to the Watchpreneurs Podcast. You've got Amar. I'm Spencer. And this is Robert. And you're listening to the Watchpreneurs. Happy Movember, 11-9 today, uh, and it's midterm election week. So today is National Harvey Wallbanger Day. What's the Harvey Wallbanger? Well, it's a cocktail beverage that's about three parts vodka, one part Galliano, and six parts orange juice. What is Galliano? I have no idea. <laughs> but the story of how it started was the Harvey Wallbanger was served at a Laguna Beach beach <laughs> Laguna Beach party where the remaining supplies were vodka, Galliano, and orange juice. <laughs> and when all the party goers left, Harvey remained banging his head against the wall. Man, what a guy, Harvey. <laughs> what, we're talking about a different Harvey than Weinstein, right? Yeah, different Harvey. Yeah, this yeah. is a problematic uh, problematic initials here. Oh, it's, it's, we're dangerously yeah. close. W here. This is a preferred Harvey, though. <laughs> In tech news, Amazon decided to give on its two new HQs. So after about HQ a two two, yeah. So after about a year of searching, Amazon announced it's going to split into two campuses, twenty five thousand employee at both locations, one in New York and one in Crystal City, Virginia. Wow, yeah. I actually didn't see that story. New York. Yep. And how Please. many new companies can they handle? They, Google just announced they're going to have a new campus too. Ah oh, man, they can take on a lot. Looks like that idea of moving out there might be <laughs> more realistic. Are they going to be in Manhattan? Uh, no, the Queens. Cool. Yeah. So, I mean, they had some crazy like some crazy pitch ideas for coming over there. Uh, they had Mexico and Canada try out or try to give them stuff. And then also like Arizona gave a huge cactus. Um, <laughs> Newark, New Virginia, or Newark, New Jersey tried to offer like $7 billion in incentives. Wow. Uh, I'm trying to think of who else. There was like one city that they basically paid for a thousand dollars in amazon stuff and then like gave reviews for each one of the items wow and then kept promoting their city so so. finally this week six is over amazon has a new hq2 des bryant in sports news has a torn achilles one day after trying out for the uh one day for after signing with the Orleans saints the 30 year old receiver tore his achilles and is done Achilles is almost impossible to come back from when you're that old. Achilles is hey, maybe. What are you talking about? You're you're a 49ers fan, and Richard Sherman is playing this year after mm. a torn Achilles. Achilles, I, I think, is even harder than ACL at this point. Like with advances in you know surgeries and stuff, it seems like Achilles is the toughest one. That's what I would think. I mean, Boogie Cousins, we'll see. That's TBD. Yeah, uh, but do you think it's gonna be harder? So I, do you think it's harder as a corner or as a receiver? Because Richard Sherman backpedals a lot, which I would think uses your Achilles. More. It's probably about the same. It's gonna be tough. Uh, Richard Sherman has been better than I expected this year. Yeah, I figured they'd pay a lot for him this Ish. year. He'd be mediocre, and then hopefully yeah. he fully recovers by next year. But he's he's been pretty solid. I hope Des comes back. He's he's so entertaining. I oh, still no. want to see the alleged uh, tape that was going to come out about him. Did you ever hear this? No. <laughs> there was a rumor that there was a Des Bryant sex tape that was going to oh. come ah. out. <laughs> you guys never heard about this? It was like two I, I, years I ago. And some people were blackmailing him. Yeah, the, the, the that's thing about wild. Does Bryant's is that like he gets he gets crap as if he's like Terrell Owens or Chad Johnson yeah. or someone, but like he's never actually been that dramatic of a player. No. He's just always been known for like supposedly being dramatic. But yeah. he he was very reeled in the whole time he was on the Cowboys. Yeah, like, he case, he didn't yeah. really have a single incident. It was, yeah. it was more just like you heard that like oh the Cowboys have like hired a guy to follow Des Bryant around, but like realistically. You never heard any stories about Des doing stupid shit. It was just like you heard the Cowboys were watching him. Yeah, like he was he was 
pretty sure. Plus I mean, the press, they just want to load up on Cowboys content, totally. anything that they can get. I think that's what it was. Like, I think he's he's one of those players that gets known as a drama queen, but he's really not that dramatic. It is funny, the media portraying is like, Antonio Brown does way worse, like, speeding at 100 miles per hour. Yeah, nobody like, even brought that up on Thursday night. Yeah. I mean, like, they, they were winning the game by, like, 40 points, but no one brought up the fact that yeah. he got, a, like, a ticket on the game for going, like, 120 miles an hour. And he, line. like, I think he got a ticket the, on the way to the yeah, game? On the way to the game. Oh, that was on the way. Oh, I didn't even hear about <laughs> it. On the way to the game. Oh, he was driving to the stadium when he got pulled over going, like, 120. On the hey, look, he was probably going to get like a $60,000 fine for being late to the game. So the speeding kinda, ticket's cheaper. Oh, that's smart. <laughs> that's actually probably a really good idea. Well, he, he was like heading early for like warm up business. It was like the game was about to start. <laughs> like it happened in the morning, but he was heading to the Oh, that's amazing. Happened. So I think one of my other favorite stories of the weekend, or basically of the week, was uh, the earnings report. So Applebee's has, been, has had an all time best last two quarters. They're up 7.7%. Wow. Uh, on their on their in-store sales and it's essentially due to their Dollarito promos and like the dollar Long Island wow it worked yeah it, it's legit say, we, we thought about going as we, I don't think we ever actually went but we did think about going but it's because of proximity if you think about it, if we lived in like the South Bay where it's a lot closer I think we would have definitely used it as a pregame well there's that one in Fisherman's Wharf but it's so far Fisherman's Wharf it's not that far. Nobody goes to Fishman's Wharf. I remember... So How many times you've gone that in and out? I remember, like, twice. I remember we were talking it's about... Great, great place to get really good chowder, but beyond that, nobody goes to Fishman's Yeah, Wharf. yeah, of course. Chowder. Like, yeah. you're going to deal with so many tourists. I remember we were talking about when that news came out about the dollar drinks deal. We were talking about going on a Friday, and, and Matt goes, guys, we all need to get there early. We're going to worry, have to worry about getting a table. And David just comments, man, are you fucking kidding me? It's Applebee's. <laughs> Are you kidding me? They're gonna pay you to sit there. <laughs> oh, good old David. But I guess it's working. Oh, it it's hey, worked. And <laughs> I was gonna say that's, you know, I surprising but not surprising at the same time because we we literally talked about this. Well, it's funny because the economic guru guru that their president is, his comment about it was. It's funny. It seems that the lower, the more people drink our beverages, the more desserts and appetizers they seem to purchase. <laughs> it's almost like you don't notice the food shitty when you're really drunk. Drunchies are a friend. Yeah. So you guys, really big news. Um, there's another subscription service for us all the way start money on coming out. As of January 1st, Disney is launching Disney Plus Video. Which means not only are they going to have their own video streaming service, but they're also going to remove all of their content pretty much from Netflix over the next couple of years as soon as their contracts are up. And, and they're basically going to take all the Disney content from Netflix. That's genius. So, you know, I, I think this is like really big as, as some entrepreneurial people. You know, what do you do when your company becomes so big and so great that the people that you used to, to buy your content from start to betray you? <laughs> and it's a, real, it's a real tough position Netflix has been put in. I'm kind of surprised it took so long. I mean, like, I feel like this is something that, I mean, Apple's gotten the hang of it. They're kind of thinking about getting into video streaming mm-hmm. now. I mean, we've seen, like, Amazon in it. Who, like, there's so many different companies getting involved. I'm surprised it took Disney this long. Yeah, it, it one sort of, like, model for Silicon Valley companies, it seems like is to, you develop a platform, you convince the, you know, old establishment companies that your platform is the future and they need to put all their content or products on that platform Mm -hmm. and then you end up being a way bigger monster than they ever were Mm -hmm. but the challenge is netflix's platform is is you can duplicate it it's just delivering Mm -hmm. video content so they almost like wrote their own 
I don't know, execution. Like they started developing their own content. That's the move to sort I mean, of become the behemoth. And then these studios are smart. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You once you go after the suit, like if you start to make your own studio, the studios realize what you're doing, and yeah, and they're not having it. Yeah, kudos to Netflix to seeing that like anybody could duplicate their models, so they had to break out of the mold and create content and become yeah. a studio themselves, essentially. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Especially signing deals with like Sandler and like big names to get them to buy into like movie deals, Chappelle. Mm-hmm. So now it's like these things that you know this exclusive content that basically Netflix isn't going to turn into like the. I don't know. Any other companies just gets flung by the wayside now. I don't know, though. Like, you, I mean, you know, honestly, if Netflix doesn't have any good premium movie content anymore, yeah. as far That's as, like, like, you know, like, they have they have great, their own shows are great. You know, everyone loves Stranger Things. Their and, show content is good. Their movie content like suspect. Yeah, but so, yeah. so like, you know, if, if all the movies disappear and all you have is Netflix shows, sure, are you yeah. still going to pay 15 Oof. bucks a month for it? That's going to be, and it, you know, a great maybe, conversation to have down the line. Also, if at the same time Disney has their platform, mm-hmm. you know, you, you know, they're first of all creating their own new content on it. So there's going to be new Disney shows and, and new content that they have disney also owns i think 60 it's either 40 or 60 percent of hulu mm-hmm. so if that becomes oh, part of their wow. platform, and espn so you're yeah, gonna have like ESPN. all the espn 30 for 30s you're gonna have all of that so i mean my thought you know this could literally be not the end i don't want to see the end of netflix but this could essentially cause huge, oh, huge issues huge. For, for netflix depending on what they do with these platforms long term well if disney wanted to take all their content and put it on their own platform they also have abc mm-hmm. and all that stuff i mean mm-hmm. like a third of all the video content we watch is probably disney in yeah. some way so they could just say f you to everyone else and you know deliver everything vertically integrate the entire yeah, exactly. product and you know you know every single disney show we grew up with everything that's mm-hmm. ever been in the disney vault those shows could all be immediately put on this platform for them to stream and, and have provided to us there's gonna be so many shows that we're gonna tell our kids like back in my day, I remember we had Netflix. You don't yeah. remember that, like, do you, like this. Do you, this well, so do you think Netflix understand. doesn't exist by the time? No, I think you know, ten still, years from I now. Think I think it'll still exist. I think it's, it's, it's a big I think it's just now not gonna have the market share it has. I, I do think we're gonna get to a point where there's not one be all end all video provider, and you're gonna have a certain group of people that can can pay for both and just have two two streaming services. But yeah. you're gonna get people that choose one or the other, or maybe maybe don't have Netflix anymore. Shout out to the people that liquidated their stock and bought a house. In the San Francisco. <laughs> yeah, seriously. So, um, but part, you know, like as, or go ahead. Rob. So, part of me wonders, like, like you're saying, how there'll probably be a a bundle of or a basket of of streaming services that we all subscribe to. Mm-hmm. It's almost like we went from having cable, where we have everything in one place, and then we go, oh, okay, here's Netflix. It's basically everything I care about in one place. And now there's going to be so many different streaming services. We're all going to wish we had everything in one place again. Yep. Mm. And you're you're probably going to end up spending as much as you. Maybe that's spend. our new app idea. We find a way to get all the things. <laughs> <over>. <laughs> it's just going to go back and forth, back and yeah. forth, all in one yeah. place, you, all separated. You got to hit the right decade or whatever that people want, and you're you're going to go. <laughs> You know, I, I will say the one thing I'm really excited about with with this new Disney service is that we're going to get to see all of our old Disney shows and, and, you know, the different content that we grew up with. And one thing I just immediately went to was, you know, what was my biggest Disney crush growing up? Like, mm. Who am I going to get to watch mm-hmm. again? And and the show I'm most excited for, I got to say, Lizzie McGuire. You know, Hilary Duff, we all grew up as big fans. She she was pretty much the, the epitome of the the perfect American girl. She grew up as a, as a pop star. It was a hand Montana of our generation. Yeah, I definitely had a big crush on Lizzie McGuire, or, or uh, Hilary Duff growing up. Huge crush. And she's still around. She still looks great. She still looks good. Yeah. She, she's been through phases. Yeah. TMZ yeah. hasn't been nice to her, but she no. looks good. Completely agree. So I was thinking about this too, Disney crush. 
And I took it in a slightly different direction. One of my favorite Disney movies growing up with, was The Parent Trap. And one of my Disney crushes was Meredith Blake, the villain in oh. the Parent Trap. Oh. I mean, th- think about Meredith Blake. She's 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 a babe. Just she's a babe. She's a confident, powerful woman who knows what she wants. And I think I back then realized I was just drawn to confidence, whether it's someone who's good or evil. <laughs> Look, kid, here's the four one one or whatever her line is, and she goes, "What's four one one? I don't know what that is." Rob's yeah. mom had to hide his eyes when, when Meredith would be asking, Robert, stop. He's got his first opponent. Maybe, maybe, maybe I just had a thing <laughs> for a uh, for a, a girl in wine country with a nice big wide brimmed hat. I just I was just a sucker so for it. I, that's like a really underrated. That's a good call. <laughs> thank good you, call. thank you. I, yeah, I wouldn't even think of her as a Disney a Disney crush. Yeah, right. <laughs> I gotta say, mine's definitely Meg from Hercules, voiced by Susan Egan. Mm. <laughs> she was five eight. She was like a babe. Has super sassy. And, like, she basically made Hercules half-god give up being a god to save her. And then, so then you got to ask the question, which ended up being making him a god in general. So it's like, dude, was that planned the whole time? Like, is she the real MVP here? Have you you drawn parallels to your personal life? Is that... I think so. I think I I look back and and everything I've done has been to sacrifice for women in my life. Well, well... But I actually don't become a god. Does does you... I actually... You just haven't found your Meg. Good point. Does you loving Meg show that you just love a girl that plays hard to get? Kind of. Yeah. Or... And just like, plays me? Oh yeah, for sure. (laughs) I like the chase. But I don't know if I would jump in the the river of the dead for it. Like, I think that's where I kind of cut it off. That's tough. That's my... You gotta have boundaries, you know? Totally. Like, I would do everything until she's like, okay, save me to sacrifice your life. And I'm like, "Mm." like, ooh, my life's pretty fun. I'm gonna go fight in the gladiator, you know? I'm just gonna gonna stay here with my jewel and kind of watch. Have fun in the river. (laughs) Go kick it with Danny DeVito. (laughs) See ya. My little half-chub friend. (laughs) Hey, no, Meg's a good choice. You know, that's the only animated one of our our selections. I like that. Game, you, are you, are you a issue. fan of anime as well? You know, I, is this, I heard anime. Does this have to do with Elon and his recent his recent tweets about his love of anime? Me and Elon both heart anime. Holy shit! I just realized I forgot to give you guys your gift. We we just started rolling into this segment. So, for the listeners who can't watch this on video, I brought a gift what? for the two other hosts oh, of the show. Yeah. You shouldn't have. And. I, this could be as good a time as ever to share it with you all. We're going to open it on air. It's wrapped up in in brown paper. Is this what I think it is? Oh, it's, it is totally It is not a Smirnoff Ice. It is not a Smirnoff Ice. Relax. But why don't you guys both open it. Take a look. See what you think. They are opening the packages. <laughs> unwrapping it. What is this? It's really well packaged. This is like a penny holder. Oh, it's Elon Jesus Channels. <laughs> this is the best thing I've ever seen. Wait, with they an actually, Illuminati they sticker. actually make them? They actually make them. So these are, we joked last episode about having an oh, Elon Musk Jesus candle, and I Googled it, and they actually wow. make them. This, this is, is the a, best gift incredible. ever. So I also got one for myself, but I didn't bother I bringing so. it here. Yeah, no, Illuminidal. This, this is incredible. That's so good. Rob, you shouldn't have. <laughs> you're welcome. You're welcome. So we can, so well. we'll put it on the Instagram. You guys will all get to see oh, yeah, it. We're gonna, we're gonna get a picture for you guys. Yeah, yeah, that's good. with the mic. Oh god, that's hilarious. Well, anyways, th- cheers to Elon. Cheers. Cheers to Elon. 
It's gonna, Thanks, Robert. What scent is it? Is, I don't know. I, I didn't remove the Illuminati sticker yet. Boring company? Scented? Yes, yes. Flamethrower scent. It's barbecue. <laughs> Not a Jesus candle. This might be SEC. Yeah. yeah, I like that. <laughs> SEC smelling. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Thanks a lot, Rob. You're welcome. All right, guys. So we're going to try out a new type of segment. So this segment's going to be called The Entrepreneur's Guide to Everything. And every episode... We're going to talk about all sorts of fun different topics, life at work, how to handle yourself at a happy hour, where to take someone on a first date, ideal Vegas trip, ideal Napa day trip, anything under the sun, but just a fun way for us to throw out ideas. And once we air the episode, you guys to give us fun other ideas that we didn't think of, we'll definitely air a bunch of them on the show. Um, So anyway, let's get into it. This week, we're talking about the best way to look busy at work. So, you know, we all work hard. There's no denying that. But, you know, when you're evaluated for your job, it's half of what you actually delivered and half of how the person who's evaluating you feels. Like, we're all humans, right? 50-50 rule? We might have the first unofficial rule of the podcast. Yeah, it's the 50-50 rule. You got to deliver and you got to make everyone feel good about you. So we're going to get right into it. So we've got a few different categories here. But first off, I'm going to talk to you guys about just your general attitude, your general demeanor. So first off, you got to show up to work every day. Don't be the last one in and don't leave first. You can sometimes be the last one in and sometimes leave first, but people are going to notice if you're always the first one who leaves and always the last one who gets in. Sure. Now, a lot of places in Silicon Valley talk about like, oh, I don't care where you are as long as you get your work done. And yeah. a lot, the best managers do live by that, totally. right? Like the best managers are those really reasonable people that make you want to work for them. The reality is you don't get to pick your manager all the time. Mm-hmm. So you don't want to be known. You don't want to get noticed in that way. And you're risking it unless you know that it's a trap, right? Like it's like right. the, what's, yeah. I was, even if you know detail. your manager and no matter who your manager is, you're still not going to be the guy that's working from home as much as, as much as your manager encourages you to. Totally. Right, right, like right. For, that's another rule is first of all, Never work from home as much as you're told you're allowed to work from home. <laughs> yeah. Because that's like the, the epitome of laziness. I've learned yeah. to tell my boss, I actually really enjoy coming in because I get more done here. Yeah. But that's like not true at all. <laughs> I just have to say that. I will say, I will say though, I actually Because optics is everything. Done, I actually get more done at work. And though, actually, I think my manager does but, too. But, but the but optics of it. That's another part is you should definitely... You should definitely at least say that you can get as much done at home as you can exactly. in the office. Yes. Yeah. Totally, totally agree. I mean, I like um, to you think, just, just don't want to get about things that you'd want people to say to you, right? Like if you had, if you had somebody working for you, that's kind of my thing is like, I always think if there's a guy that is like an Atticus, I was calling Atticus Finch that I went to college with. <laughs> and like, I always think about how he would respond to things. And so things like Old Atticus, <laughs> like that, like I haven't gotten to the point where I'm not wearing, I still wear polos to work. <laughs> yeah. See, that's, that's a good, that's another great idea. I didn't write this down, but that's that attitude that, that showing that you're here to be professional. Totally. Yeah. I think that's, yeah, if you don't wear t-shirts to work, I know it's just like, it's so easy to. Yeah. But like, unless you're a software engineer where that's like, your whole thing is like, I am so valuable, I can just do whatever I want, mm-hmm. especially in the Valley. It's like, you know, manage up, like dress well, like that goes so far. Optics is literally, I think, even more than 50-50. Yeah. I think it's, it's obviously what you deliver is important and, and your value, but it's so diminished what you put out if you don't have the optics down. Totally, totally, totally agree. So you just don't look like you're taking advantage of, I think that's the main thing. Don't look like you're taking advantage of it. Don't get noticed as the person who's the most working from home or always the latest. Yeah. All right, next one. 
this is a good way to seem valuable is be known as the expert of something or the point of contact on something. Mm. So here's an example for me. Um, I read the Wall Street Journal a lot every day. Like I probably read at least five articles a day. Holy but what God. I'll make sure of doing, because I always want to know what's going on in the yeah, world. The Wall Street yeah, Journal is yeah. just a quality a source. I'll always mention my employer if they're mentioned in an article. I'll talk to my manager about it. I'll yep. say, hey, here's this new privacy issue that's coming up. Here's this new thing we got in trouble for. I'm trying really hard not to talk about where I work for right now. Uh, <laughs> here's this new product that got announced. So as if I'm mentioning that a lot to my manager, I actually got considered for like we shifted roles a lot in our team recently. Mm-hmm. And one of the reasons why they put me in my recent role is because I understand the industry really well. And the reality is, I just mentioned the articles I read a lot. Totally, yeah. No, but the the fact of the matter is, you because you read articles and because you're aware of what's going on, you actually do understand the industry better than the other employees do. And that's what a lot of people don't acknowledge or don't realize is that you're you're actually adding a value, even though that's something that interests you and is entertaining to you. You're adding value by reading those articles, and you're actually kind of creating something where it's like, hey, maybe work doesn't have to be a shitty thing, and there are actually value-added parts of it that I enjoy. And yeah. that's another part of like actually being productive at work. Find things that you enjoy to do and focus on those. And if they're mm-hmm. value added, you're not only going to get rewarded, but you're actually going to be happy while you're there. Yeah, that's definitely the essence of it. You're exactly right. It's it's if it lines your interests line up with the value you're providing, that's like the perfect right. formula. And, and if it doesn't, find another job because every single person can find a job where your values will add up to something that you, you want to do at work. Yeah, yeah, totally agree. All right, next one. Make friends with the new people because you can have yeah. a disproportionate impact of how they think of you if they're really new, right? Because to a new person, they're getting so much thrown at them all at once. For us, we're hiring pretty aggressively on our team right now. And if you can just corner them really early on, they'll you see you as an openings. ally. <laughs> we definitely do. <laughs> I, I, don't worry, I won't I won't put you through this. <laughs> what I'm going through right now. Um, they'll, they'll see you as a resource. Totally. So you just made yourself valuable to someone who doesn't have a lot of people to rely upon. Yeah. Yeah. No, and this is... I actually a couple things I like to do too that it's sometimes I'll just I power walk places so I make it look like I'm in yeah. I'm oh like that's so good and yes. I just walk really fast through the office and sometimes I'll I'll like I'll like Whew. And when I get back to my desk, I'll toss one of those. <laughs> or you know, that, that you, you do the fake stretching noise like that. Oh, yes, yes, yes. Pretend like you've just been like crushing spreadsheets for the last four hours. Or something. Or, or, or just... The other thing too is like I'll, I'll shuffle desk. I'll shuffle purple paper on my desk, mm. and really it's like fantasy rankings. Basketball <laughs> ranking. I'm just shuffling them, and I'll like go right to where my my manager sits, like right next to me, and so I'll I put the papers. Josh Gordon or Devontae Adams. <laughs> well, know. I'll put the papers right next to his cube and. And I'll just kind of shuffle. So good. Yeah. You're just a worker bee. Just, uh, yeah. Just buzzing away. Oh, yeah. Or like staple fake things. And oh, sorry, <laughs> sorry, boss. Got to get those TPS reports out. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right. So here's another one. So, you know, a lot of uh, companies these days, they're really flat organizations. Yeah. You know, you're trying to collaborate with different levels of the company a lot. And uh, one more specific one I thought of was participate in cross-functional efforts. So lots yeah. of times there's, you know, maybe a new um, a new system that's coming into the company where a lot of teams need to have input. That's a project where a lot of people have visibility to it. It's an ask for management and you get to say, hey, I, I had input on this new huge change, mm-hmm. even if it's just a 30 minute meeting once a week and you just say, you know, you have one little piece of input each time that can go for like three months. And maybe you're getting, maybe it's a new software solution. You're getting a bunch of pitches from different companies that all offer that same solution. You're just sitting there and listening and thinking of which one you like the most. You're not doing any real work. 
that's that's a great way to look like you're adding a lot. You can tell your manager, hey, I can't I can't do a lot on this other project right now. They really need me on this other big cross-functional effort. Oh, and the manager one. will say, oh, yeah, that's really important. That's the CFO is looking into this or, yeah. or our director really cares about this. Yeah, you go you go and yeah. focus on that. Yeah. And then you control your own hours. Yeah, Maybe exactly. even book a conference room to go think about it. Mm. Well, then, <laughs> what, yourself you know, no, no team. Like, you know, I, I work at a smaller company now, so I haven't had the big organizational feel for a while. Smaller but but what it is is that, you know, no team wants to fuck over any other team at the company. So they're always yeah. willing to dedicate, even if, even if it takes away from whatever their team's doing, they're willing to put a resource on it and but just say, oh yeah, spend your time on it, like please go help. And and you know, it's a, it's a great way to get involved with other people and kind of realize someone else on the other team that's involved in that same initiative has the same involvement you do, where they're probably in the same position where they know it's not that important. And, and it's more maybe like, hey, maybe we collaborate on this, maybe we get a couple lunches together, book a couple conference rooms. Yeah. Maybe but, get some swag, get some T-shirts for the project, yeah, have an offsite. You know, what, if we, what if we make new like new logo or new slogan yeah. for us to have? Like have some new like some new swag with it or something. But make sure you don't uh, don't make it up because if the managers talk and they find out that you're not actually working cross functionally on another project, you're, you're probably gonna get fired. Oh yeah, absolutely. Or like never promoted in your life. Yeah. Right. Well, because we definitely think you should be contributing, but totally. this is a great way to look maximize Ab- your reward. Absolutely. It's and that's the, the time dedicated to those those other projects is usually way more time than they need relative yeah. to your real work. Exactly. Never enough time donated to that. Exactly. Oh, absolutely. Exactly. And it, I think it goes a long way, especially like. I don't know, unless you're at like a massive company where you don't even have the option to do that. It's like teams talk and if people are sending good words about you because you're contributing to cross-functional yes. projects, it's like that's huge. Yes, I mean, reputation exactly. is everything, especially exactly. out here in the Valley. Yeah, like it's so great to get that other data point of, of feedback. Like yeah. you got your immediate manager and the people above that manager will be like, totally. oh, you already, we know you like him. But if you get it from another angle, yeah. that's so valuable. Another one that I like too is I'll send usually some bullshit emails before and after hours. So like I'll have yes. emails drafted in the office and then I'll kind of mm. be at the gym early at like six or seven and uh, I'll just have a, you know, lined up already. Uh, hey, Kevin, like this is a really good input. Like I saw that this, this and this and it's like 6 a.m. Or I'll do the same thing at like 9 p.m., you know, like. I, th- just, I do that just, to like our client service people all the yeah. time to make them think like they need to be working at different hours. Yes. Just, just be like, hey, like just want to make sure you're starting this and like they'll get the email Monday morning at 5 a.m. to think yeah. I'm working then. But realistically, I get into the office at like 9 or 10. So <laughs> I highly recommend that, but it also be careful because it is a thin line with making sure you set the precedent that because I'm sending these emails at this time, this doesn't mean that like yes. I'm logged in oh, and like, I can answer your question. Definitely. I don't I don't respond to email before yeah. before 8 or 9, but oh, like yeah. I'll send, I just send, I'll send emails. Exactly. Yes. Absolutely. Optics. All right, so that takes us to our next section, which is, which is meetings. So uh, a few little tips on how to look good in meetings. Definitely be attentive. Even though we're saying how to look work hard and or look like you're working hard, but you're not actually working that hard, don't slack off in meetings. I hate when people are just behind their computer and typing. They're or really not phone, attentive. Drives me nuts. Yeah, or- so definitely try to just say one thoughtful thing per meeting and make it look like you're paying attention. One thing I'll do is I'll be browsing Amazon or whatever during a meeting sometimes if it's boring, but then I'll make sure to look up like every 90 totally. seconds, yeah. every two minutes, just mm. just look around, look around, make eye contact with the person speaking because yeah. there are certain people who just sit down just at the table and they just stare at the Trust laptop. Yeah, they just, or just don't stare do anything. at their phone. And I'm like, I'm actually, I hate when I'm giving a presentation someone's on their phone I'm just like, Oh, I'm sorry. Like, am I boring you? Yeah, like, exactly. Point? Like, I don't want to be here doing giving this talk. So that takes us to our next tip of don't use your phone to text. Use Google Hangouts. Use iMessage if you mm-hmm. have a Mac. Anything but being on your phone because that's the ultimate I don't care what you're saying. Yeah. 
Sometimes though, it's a power move to use your phone. In a <laughs> I do kind you of agree with that. Because like sometimes, yeah, like when I'm a I, CEO, I'm definitely going to be on like my I, phone. I will say, like uh-huh. I've, I've had mm-hmm. to have a meeting, you know, with our auditors or something like that, and and sometimes I'm bored or like they're they're just covering stuff that I don't need to hear. It's not relevant, and a good way to show that it's not worthy of your time is to get on your phone. Yeah. So yeah. so you know. Well, then maybe they they speed up. They, exactly. You know, maybe, wrap it up. Maybe, they wrap it up. Maybe it's more efficient for your workday because they realize that what they're saying is not worth your time. Well, we'll we'll put that in the um the how to look busy 2.0, the more advanced lesson. It's how <laughs> yeah, how to pretend you're busy is a power move. Yeah, power moves. Yeah. Power move. Ooh, that would be power cool. moves. Power moves just all power moves. That's a really good one. That is it. That is a huge dong. That is just like yeah, I mean, know, everywhere it's, it's I've like, been, yeah, it's I, the higher ups are always on the phone. my phone. I'm intentionally holding my phone at a position where I know someone can see I'm literally texting and not doing yeah, anything. Well, I'm usually it. on Instagram, which my Instagram is all like, ha- like very like women oh, wearing hell very little clothing and, and food. Yeah. So <laughs> the, like the Madison Luches of the world. Yeah. So while you're talking to me, like I'm looking at Alessandra Ambrosio in the recent Victoria's Secret fashion show from last night, but then also like how to make a souffle off Tasty. So it's actually it's the best of both. And, and everyone, you probably have some memes in there, you know. Yeah. Like, and then you know you ask me a question on uh-huh, GDPR. Yep. Got yep. it. <laughs> Data privacy very important. All right. Everything's phishing. Everything. <laughs> All right. So moving on to few little social tips around the office to look like you're really busy. So it's really important to just be friends with everyone, even if it can be frustrating. Don't have any feuds. Just be that guy that yeah. that everybody likes, no matter what power kingdoms there are among the team or the department. Just be that one that everyone wants to go to and is happy when they see. Because the reality is, even though Silicon Valley People think it's like this great meritocracy. Everyone's evaluated objectively with key performance indicators and things like that. Like we're still humans, and it's total bullshit. Like people are evaluated. People think it's like that. largely. Some people do. I think my company thinks everything's evaluated in that way. When it's it's still, of course, people care about corporate. delivering quality work, but it's still corporate. We're still humans. Yeah. People want to work with people they like. Totally. And I mean, if you have bad people skills, it doesn't matter how talented you are in certain things. I mean, things. how important when I, every interview I've ever been a part of or every every hiring rec, the conversation always stems around culture, right? Like team yeah. culture, office yep. culture. Like that is literally almost as important as skills and experience. Yeah, totally. You know, um, I mean, I, I remember when we were doing interviews and it's like people who are just complete either like dicks or just like. You can have all the experience in the world and it could be so perfect, but if you suck or like, I don't want to work with you, I'm not going to vouch for you. Good, no good question. So like if life. we think about it, if we were going to start a company, like what do you, what do you say no to as like an employer? Like how, what are the red flags when you're hiring? You know what I mean? Like as far as like, if you were to make a team, how do you avoid getting the coworkers that we all hate at different times? You know, when you have yeah. different, different jobs throughout your life, because everyone at some point, you know, maybe, maybe right now you have a great team or whatever it is, but. It's at times in your life, you're always going to have somebody where you're it's You're going to make like, a bad hire, yeah. Yeah, exactly. Or like, or a company you're at, maybe it's a company of 50,000 people. Mm-hmm. You know, with that many people, you're going to have some pretty terrible employees totally. at the company. I mean, everywhere I've been, it's been like, there's always somebody in the office that's like that caring, yeah. where you're just like, really? Like, you, this is what people pay you to do? Like, but that's what I was wondering. I know, is like, it's like, you know, everyone right. I, I've worked with, like, throughout my career and stuff, not not everyone, but everyone that's like a boss or somebody that like I've had to, to look up to has been somebody very competent or somebody that I respect a lot. Mm-hmm. And, and, you know, work for and like understand it's like hey like you you acknowledge what i'm doing you get the work i'm i'm working on and stuff like that but these are the same people that hire the people that i have to work with at my level that are terrible and it's kind of like how did you judge me so well and and have me like in this position below you but then there's this other person next to me who may be in the same spot 
and they're just this terrible employee. Mm-hmm. And it's like it's like what what happened when they were hiring or going through the interview process that you missed this? <laughs> yeah, there's a lot. I mean, I think politics. You know, maybe somebody's family or like some some exec's kids. Mm. That one's a big one. Or like some people are just really good interviewers. Like, and you really yeah. dupe people into like just thinking, just, like just thinking, like. I mean, you say the right, I mean, you know, buzzwords are big. They say the right buzzwords, they have the right experience, and they just present themselves well. And then, like, they get there, and you're like, what do you mean you don't know what a VLOOKUP is? Like, <laughs> what the, what? I think a lot of it has to do with, you're you know, com- you companies are realizing yeah. what? <laughs> the, like, latest generation of companies realize, like, culture is so important, and they emphasize culture to the point where they almost seem like maniacs or, like, part of a cult. And I think people, when they're coming into a new job, they're really malleable. They're really, you know, it's really easy to make them think a certain way and buy in to or the pretend, way things operate. Pretend. Yeah, you just pretend. Yeah, you're yeah. like, oh, we never talk bad about people behind their backs. You just tell that to a new person, they'll believe it, even though, of course, like, people will always do that. Mm-hmm. I think that's a lot of it. I think um, you got to try to find people who are good. You know, it's the classic, like, good team players, humble. It's hard to, it's hard to, you know, figure out someone's skills in 30 minutes of interviewing them or yeah. an hour of interviewing them. Yeah, no, it's very true. All right, so next one, um, the last two for social ones, I'll be really quick. Um, make people think you really enjoy what you're working on as long as it's not like the most horribly painful thing ever because then they'll be like, oh, this guy's so passionate. He cares so much. It's it's like a really easy way if you're trying to get maximize your reward. Double, double-edged sword reward. though. Because, because if you're willing to take on the products that everyone else hates, you don't have to pretend like Good you point. enjoy it. You just say... I hate this too, but I'm doing it for the rest of the team. Yeah. And that also is almost a, as big of a value add as saying you really enjoy what you're working on. That's true. That's true. But it has to be something else that everyone hates. It, ha- it can't just be like, you know, something that you're supposed to do and you can't just be like, oh, I hate that this is my responsibility. It has to be yeah. something extra that you're willing to take because everyone hates it. Yeah. And then you can use it as your advantage. Yeah. yeah. You also can make it seem cool so that someone else might want or, to take yeah, it on. pawn it off on someone else. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like playing with that toy no one wants, and then once you have it make it seem cool, yeah. other people Just want like, that toy. All right, that's your toy now. It's yeah. a good move. It's a good um, and then the last one is don't um, don't complain and don't be part of the group of people that are the you know the rogue crew of people that, that hate management. Like there, people naturally organize into different groups whenever they're all put together. And there's that there's always that group of complainers, that smaller group that'll go off and complain about everything, and it's easy to identify it. Oh, totally. Yeah. yeah. Don't get caught up in that group. Yeah. Don't that's get caught up in like, that group. It can be appealing. That's even a personal thing too. Yeah, like in your own life. personal life, like just get it. Don't be around those people. Just be around positive people. Yeah. Totally. totally. And don't like, don't get suckered in by them because that's misery loves company. And they'll yeah. try to pull you in and they'll try to like make you feel how they feel because that just makes it feel better yeah and it's, yeah, yeah, sure, and it's sure. shit all I right think a couple of oh yeah you keep going oh yeah i yeah, know so a couple of things um that i kind of this kind of made me think of was um don't forget to direct all your work to your coworkers. <laughs> 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 kind of feeding up what you're saying it's like once you start managing people like the whole appeal of management managing is just like yeah you want your person to grow but at the same time it's like you have someone to do all the shit you don't want to do. Right, like and don't be afraid managing of Managing like, by not doing that part of the work. Yeah. And then you're, and just like, oh, you know what? That's a really good question. Like, here's Joyce in this group. And like, yeah. someone, there's always somebody else. Like, I think when you get to a big enough company that has the answers. Yeah. That just know, know who your outlets are, the people that kind of get everything done. Oh, that's so valuable. Yeah. So that's part of the good relationships, like staying a good, like make sure you make friends with people who are basically willing to be the busy ants mm-hmm. and will take on more and, and feed off special projects and just know like have outlets. 
and you always talk good about them to other people. So totally. then they get that reward they, get they want. Yeah. And you talk good to them too. Yeah. I always love to say like, oh man, I owe you a beer. You gotta be there. <laughs> I always love to hit them with that <laughs> as one. As long as you're, you're their great. champion, yeah, you're they're going to work harder for you. Oh yeah. You know, it's totally. Like, it's like, hey, like, I know, you just made, I know I just made you do all of this work that I did last year and now it's not my responsibility. But let's go out to happy hour and have a couple beers. Yeah. You know, just like oh, get a totally. couple yeah. shots. And, yeah. and don't don't also tell them that the responsibilities that they're not doing used to be yours. Like, yeah. you know. You, you oh, know, you definitely can't say that. I was going to go piss off. Also, it, it shouldn't be anymore because that's part of being a manager, right? It's like yeah. you're, you're supposed that's to delegate these responsibilities. Yeah. It's, it's a natural progression. It, it may not feel like it right now, but don't be afraid to give your work to someone else. All right. So now we have a category of highly aggressive uh, ways to look busier than you really are. Um <laughs> So I think this is more advanced. Always have an excuse source. Uh, some classics are if you have a dog. Um, say, oh, God, I'd love to stay longer. I'd love to go get more drinks with you guys, but I've got a dog. i got to let him out. Or have a kid. So that gets you out of stuff. Maybe there's some social thing. You don't want to stay till like 9 or 10 p.m. Yeah. I got I to, gotta, you know, tend to, I almost said I got to let my kid out. I got <laughs> to pick up my kid from daycare. <laughs> and then... Um, even more aggressive fake a chronic illness amar like you said you tried to do uh i i think i have uh lyme disease <laughs> smallpox maybe some one so, of the two yeah no but it's something really believable that i could leave work like no it's autoimmune disease oh I, yeah that's right i butthole eyes yeah 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 oh like pete davidson yeah like, yeah, like pete, pete davidson, davidson. Yeah. i got the idea from like the ariana Grande thing but i said i have autoimmune disease and so they, are you the reason that mac miller's gone Holy <laughs> No, I'm not the reason he's gone, but I am the reason Ariana Grande is single now. That discussion was from uh, an episode that is in the archives. Maybe we'll post it on our Instagram at a later I, date. I have it's butthole eyes. I mean, story in the news. Too. That might make a snippet as a part of the Instagram <laughs> cuts. We, uh, but yeah, no, I mean, kind of to your point, like I've made up a few kids. You know, like <laughs> I, I kind of base my work habits off my Sims character. So, <laughs> so I have three kids in the Sims. Uh, a dog, and uh, I'm pretty sure my wife might Sorry, have. I gotta stay on the computer for eight hours so I can study engineering. So you know, I mean, how do I know my kid's hungry? He rubs his tummy and he goes, mm. and so I gotta go home and feed my kid sometimes, and, and I gotta run and do activities. Did you guys ever used to delete the ladder children? from the swimming pool when you're swimming? Oh yeah, of course. <laughs> you, know, you just let them get in and then you delete it, and all of a sudden they can't get out of the pool. Or you, uh, or you, you light off the firework unit inside the house oh, to yeah, start yeah, a that, fire. That Oh, or or you um you jump in the pool and then turn on a light. Oh yeah 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 exactly. It's like you because you could have like the I don't remember that. It's the most God, evil you, game of all. Yeah. It's, it's an incredible just how game. Troll people 101. Yeah. It's how do I ruin these little fictitious characters' lives? Sims was the best. It was so good. All right. Do you guys have any other workplace tips? You um, know. I'm kind of going to piggyback. I, I feel like our listeners, they're, they're, they're probably similar to us. They, they know what they're doing in the workplace. We, we've given you a good basis, so you're, you're good to go. All right, guys, feel free to uh, DM us on uh, Instagram or Twitter. Uh, any ways, any tricks that you do to look a little busier than you really are at the office. All right, everybody. Uh, thanks for joining us for another episode, or for the first episode of Entrepreneurs. <laughs> um, Next week, we'll have a special episode of Thanksgiving edition, uh, some topics about going back home if you're not from the area and how to survive your family. Um, Rob, you want to give a special shout out, right? Yes. So my sister is putting on a ping pong charity event for the ICA. It's a it's a Catholic girls school. (laughs) (laughs) It's a Catholic girls school. Um, Yeah. Immunochronic Asperger's disease. (laughs) 
No, the ICA Other, is a very wonderful, upstanding. <laughs> the ICA is a wonderful organization. They send well, a lot of girls to a lot of girls from low income places to a uh, nice school. Um, a lot of people sponsor them mm-hmm. at this Catholic school and this charity event, which is a ping pong tournament, will sponsor a girl for a whole year of school. Oh, that's so awesome. that's gonna be really fun. It's gonna be it's gonna be like it's a charity event, but it's gonna be at a bar with a ton of different ping pong games going on. There's gonna be an ice luge apparently. It's gonna be very uh, millennial oriented charity if we, activity. If we get a listener to attend, I'll pay for their admission. So yes, Ooh. if you hear this and go to the event, you will go for free. Uh, not not somebody who's on the podcast, a listener. <laughs> uh, so that's gonna wrap us up, guys. Thanks for listening. Uh, special shout out to our sponsors at Movember. Uh, check your check your colon and your prostate, but also check your privilege. <laughs> also brought to you by Benny Hanna's, where if your kid explodes like one of our volcanoes, we'll cut him like a vegetable. <laughs> <laughs> and then uh, last sponsor is Taco Bell. The specifically the Taco Bell twelve pack. Why have a six pack when you can have a twelve pack? Mm, and diarrhea. Thanks, Taco Bell. <laughs> Thanks, everybody. Don't forget to follow us on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. And also check out our website, entrepreneurs.us. <laughs> <laughs>